Welcome to Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast with your hosts, Laura Katina and Amy Mara. This podcast was created for businesswomen in particular who are juggling pursuing their career, family life, and all of the things that come along with it. We know that building a career, running a business, and running your life can sometimes seem near impossible. In the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast, Laura and Amy are going to share their experience of building their own careers as female attorneys, raising a family, and their journey to maintain wellness through it all. With more than 25 years of combined experience practicing law and years of juggling business, family, and wellness, they are about to have some very real and honest discussions about what it takes to manage it all and share tips, tools, and truth about how they make it all work. Welcome back to the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast. Welcome to 2022. I can't believe that 2021 is now behind us and we're heading into 2022. And I just can't believe we have all these episodes behind us and we're looking forward to bringing you more advice, more tips, because we love talking about these topics with everybody. So we wish everybody a happy new year. And in honor of the new year, we want to talk about, especially as working moms, getting back to a routine after the holidays. And this is something, at least I know for me, and I'm pretty sure for Amy too, but for me, I struggle with every year. So just to give a little background, just I can tell you where I am at the moment, Amy and I are recording this, you know, in the week in between Christmas and New Year's and my kids are home and they're screaming in the background. I don't know if you can hear them. You can't, I don't know, but they're there yelling. My husband's yelling at them. They're fighting. And so it's just been that like chaos, ending the year, having the kids home, the holidays, everything going on with COVID. So many people are sick. It's just been hard to balance work and home life during this time period. And at least for me, it creates a lot of stress. Does it create stress for you? Yeah. And this year in particular too, I mean, just a little backdrop. Both of our kids have birthdays from the time of December 25th through December 30th. So it's a really hectic time on top of Christmas, which is when we host also for our family. So it's been a really stressful time just leading up to the holidays, two birthdays in our family, trying to make sure that people are staying healthy. And that's been a little rough because it's been just, you know, really tough time with COVID and with illnesses and what have you. So it's created a lot of stress because also for me, I like when I have a plan in place for that plan to go according to plan. And so I was just saying to Laura, before we started recording, I had great plans for a lot of different things that I wanted to accomplish this week. And they got completely derailed because I have two sick little kids at home. I'm not feeling that great as well. So it just threw off my plan. And I'm a type A person. I just want my plan to go (laughs) as it's written. So it's created a lot of stress. I've had to pivot a lot, which is really tough for me. Change is really tough for me. And having to do that last minute pivot is tough. So I'm actually really, really looking forward to turning the calendar over looking forward to 2022 and getting back to that routine, you know, starting fresh on Monday morning. Yeah. And the first thing that I'm going to do for myself is take a breath. Yes. And for all you moms out there, 
who, and who knows what on earth is going to happen with like, for anybody who has school age kids, at least here in New York, like, are they going to be remote? Are they not? We're praying that they're not. I know every parent I know around here has their fingers crossed that the kids will be in school on Monday, but like on a normal Monday, I have anxiety on a normal Monday morning. On a Monday morning after a vacation, always the first Monday morning of a new year after the holidays, after a week off is like tremendous. So I already know that that feeling in some way, shape or form be there on Monday. So I just think of myself sitting down, hopefully I'll put the kids on the bus on Monday morning and come to my desk and just sit down and take a breath. And like, give myself a little grace, understand that it's like a stressful day of the year for me, and then go from there. So my first tip is literally just to sit down and take a breath. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And then next is, of course, Amy and I always talk about having a routine, right? So my routine is what carries me through every season, every stressful period, every day of my life. So, you know, what I'm doing and what I'll be doing this morning is figuring out what I have to do for next week. So I know that Monday morning, I'm going to wake up and go through my morning routine, right? So my alarm is going to go off at five o'clock. I'm going to get up. I'm going to do my journal. I'm going to read personal development. I'm going to get my workout in. And for me, it's like knowing how I'm going to start the day sets me up for less stress. Does that make sense? Absolutely makes sense because you're planning out and visualizing how your day is going to go. And that is so crucial to do because then you can say, okay, I have a plan and it eliminates all of that extra stress that comes with, wait, I don't know what I'm doing, right? It's like two sides of a coin. One way is I have a plan. I know how the day is going to go. And if things come up in the midst of it, I know at least what I need to get done or what I need to, to accomplish for the day. But if you don't have that baseline even set, it's just chaos. You're always on the defense, right? Yeah. And so setting up for yourself a routine that you know, you can stick to, it gives you, it almost gives you like peace of mind. And for me, it's literally the only piece I have during the day at this point in my life, because it's the only quiet time I have. I have that, that small period of time in the morning before the kids get up. And then once I get them up, we're off. Like I'm getting them breakfast. I'm getting, they're getting ready for school. I'm getting them out the door. And then I come to my desk and the day takes off. And then, you know, after school, it's like, we're off to the races, driving them here, there and everywhere. And then by the time I sit down at night, it's time to go to bed. So for me, it's the only piece I have during the day. So knowing that I at least have that small period of time reduces my stress levels and it just sets me up for a better day. And it doesn't have to be this like, long, tremendous morning routine. It could be something simple as waking up half hour earlier and writing in a journal or even making your plan for the day. Wake up a half hour earlier, take some time, figure out what your day is going to look like. Maybe read a little bit. We've talked in the past about how many books you can read in 10 minutes a day, (laughs) but set aside a little time for yourself just so you can have that structure every morning. And I know even with you, Amy, like you have very little kids at home, but you still have a morning routine. Yeah. Because again, it is my sanity. Like you said, 
it's that little bit of time before my son wakes up and he's crying from his crib. And like, that just is automatically the end of any silent <laughs> quiet time that Done. I have. Like, that's it. Okay. That was fun. <laughs> no, but I still make the time because I know that I show up a lot better in my day when I feel like I have done something for myself for the day, whether that be even when I'm sick, I will still get up and I will still do my personal development. I will still do my journaling because it's crucial for me to just calm my thoughts, get, get my thoughts on paper, and then also take some time to read, which I absolutely love. It's a, one of my favorite things to do. So I might not be doing a physical activity right now because I know my body needs the rest, but I still get up to do all of those other things. My alarm still goes off. I still make sure that I'm showing up for myself. And then I know that I can plan out my day instead of doing a workout if I'm not feeling well. I can plan out my day and say, okay, I have to tackle this, 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 and this. That gets it off my brain onto a piece of paper. And then I can move on and and focus on the kids and be present. You know, a lot of it is, it's funny because we've talked about this in the past. A lot of times people are reluctant to sitting down and taking the time to plan because they feel like they always have to be doing something that's productive, not realizing how much productivity there is in actually planning, right? So peace of mind that you can get from taking the time to plan and being productive like that can also translate into being present when you need to be present and being focused when you need to be focused. So for me, I know I need to be focused and present or I can be focused and present when I'm doing my journaling in the morning because that's time that I set aside for that. And then when my kids wake up, I can be present for that. That's the part of routine that you can really start to get into this momentum of like, okay, I have things set up in line so that I can then be present for every aspect of the day and not worry about, should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? Like, no, you've already set a time aside for when you're going to accomplish those things. You know, it's so true. People get caught up in being busy, all the things they have to do, right? Mm -hmm. And they feel like if, I think we've talked about this before, if they're not like busy doing something that they're losing money or they're losing something. And there's so much value in planning. Mm -hmm. And it's such a huge part for me of getting back on my feet in the new year after the holidays. Like I will sit down on Sunday and look at my week and use my time blocking tracker. We're going to do a whole other podcast episode on this tracker and the 12 week year that we're doing. Um, but like, you have to look at your life as a whole, right? Like I'm not just going to look at work. I'm not just going to look at the kids. I have to look at all of it. So on my tracker every morning, five to about seven, uh, or six 30 is my morning routine. That's like non-negotiable every morning, but then I'll look at the whole week and say, okay, like what meetings do I have this week? I know like Tuesday, I have a closing Wednesday, I have a meeting. So I'll put that stuff in first. I always know the kids have so many activities. So normally after five o'clock or four 30, there's, it's like filled up with the kids activities. But when I take the time to do that on Sunday, first, it helps reduce stress levels, right? Because I know what I have ahead of me during the week, but I can also see like what blocks of time I have during the week to do like my most important tasks. So if I know that I have 
a closing on Tuesday at 10 o'clock, but I don't have anything scheduled on Monday, I can, and I probably will take a three hour block on Monday morning. I can block that off for productive time. And of course, then you have to plan what are your most important activities? What are you doing during that time? But setting that out, you know, allows you to see like, where's your free time? Can you go to lunch with somebody during the week? Can you set up a meeting here? Can you talk to this person there? And like, there's just so much value in that time. And part of this is a little overwhelming for people that don't know how to plan and time block and do all of those things. So we totally want to say we see you because we've been there. And this has been like a very long time coming that we have been able to establish this as part of our routine. And some of you might be like, okay, you mean I have to do, you have to, I have to sit down on what Sunday is the second of January, right? Or the next following Sunday, I have to sit down Sunday morning when I would like to be sleeping in after my like post sugar and parties and festivities and all of these things on Christmas and New Year's and everything like that. I have to now carve out time to start doing work on the Sunday before I go back to work. What? And we get it. Like there might be resistance there, but there really is magic in the planning and the setting aside time. Like light a candle, make yourself a hot cup of coffee or hot cup of tea and sit down and Just plan out rough what your week looks like that first week back and see how great you feel when you get up from your desk or get up from the couch and you're like, wow, I feel like I have a sense of control over the week. Like, hello, going back to what the title of our podcast, be the CEO of your life and business. You have that sense of control. You're on the offense. You're not on the defense. Life isn't happening to you. It's happening for you and you are helping create it and control it. So I get it. There's, there's definitely going to be resistance in this idea of like how to incorporate a routine, how to plan for that routine to get in motion, but really trust us when we say that if you just take even 10, 15 minutes, it's going to be better than nothing. And it's going to set you up for more success than you think it will. And you can do this with a blank sheet of paper. And I remember like so long ago before we started using, what was it? Rachel Hollis's Start Today Journal. Do you still use that by the way? I don't. I use just a notebook, so, like a right. notebook from Amazon. Yeah. yeah. So we used that formal journal, right? For I used it for like three years, but now well, for, I started and she said this in the original podcast when she talked about like that yeah. journal, you don't need something formal. You can literally take out a blank notebook and map out your week or buy a $10 planner. (laughs) You don't need like something complicated. For me, I like to see the blocks of time. But like Amy said, like this is something that has developed over many years for us. If you are just starting out with trying to figure out how to get yourself like back on track after the holidays and you're not a planner and you're not used to doing this, take out a notebook. Or take and iPad. I have to say, I know a lot of people, and they're going to remain nameless because maybe <laughs> they live with me and they might be married to me, that don't necessarily have like a planner or something like that that they rely upon. And it's just funny because like, I know I have a planner, I have a notebook, I have something everywhere. Like I'm so old school. And for me, it's a visualization thing. 
I like to take a pen and actually write down. It's kind of like why I like to read books still. Like I like to have a book in my hand. I like to highlight. I like to write in it. That's just the kind of way that I do things. For some people, you might be able to take out your phone or take out your your tablet or whatever it is and do all of your planning electronically. And that, that might work for you too. But for me, I know I like to get the thoughts out of my brain through a pen or a pencil and like highlighters and see all the different color coding in order for it to really stick in my brain and say like, okay, like Laura said, I have a three hour block on a Monday morning that I know I can fill in with the six different tasks that I have to get done on Monday, right? So for me, that visualization is really key, but it doesn't have to be fancy. It could be a piece of paper where you just do a brain dump and say, I got to get all this stuff done between Monday and Friday. How am I going to do it? Done. Yeah. You have to choose the format that works best for you. And it's so funny because I love reading books too. You know, everybody, I always talk about, I read every morning, but for me, I've gone back to reading on my Kindle. I have the Kindle app on my phone. And for my journal, I use the Growth Day app, Brendan Burchard's Growth Day app. So right. I'm not writing anything anymore. For me, these days, just using my phone and typing it in my phone um, and reading my books on my phone is fat. Guys, I can't write handwrite anymore. <laughs> Handwriting <laughs> is so bad. And it takes me so long to mm -hmm. write things. I don't know what my problem is, but it's so annoying. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to just start typing this stuff in the app. So, and that's what I've been doing. So you have to do whatever like fits you and what yep. works for you. Like Amy yep. would not be using this app. She, this would not work for her. She would not like it. She needs a piece of paper and actual books. For yep. me at the moment, I'm so happy not having to write anything by hand. <laughs> So it's actually really working for me. And that's what, but that's why we're able to stick with this, right? Because we do things the way that they work for us. Don't you think yep. that it has to be? It has to be. You have to get curious, which is so funny. Laura and I always like plan out what we're going to talk about. And for some reason, we're ending up at like number one towards the end. <laughs> Coming back full circle is you have to figure out what works for you. If you have been listening to our podcast long enough, you know that Laura is the queen of routine. Okay. I call her that. That is her title. And I get it on a plaque and put it on her desk. She is the queen of routine, both morning and evening. She has such incredible routines and habits in place. And that's great because it works for Laura, right? It might not work for everybody. You might not like to wake up early and go do a workout, or you might like to take a run after a long day at work because that helps with your stress release. And you want to be able to get all of that energy out of you and then show up and be really present for your family or for yourself or whoever. The best thing that we can do is just encourage you to take the time to try and be really curious of like, what is it that works for you? Like you have a blank slate coming up in 2022. And I know that's so cliche because everybody's like, oh, Britain, new year, new me. But really you have an opportunity every day to do this. But more so when that new year comes along, it's so ceremonial to say like, I can start fresh. What is 2022 going to look like for me? What can I do to make it a better year for myself? How can I show up for myself better? And again, something that Laura and I preach about is that you have to show up for yourself. And this tip about getting a routine and creating a routine is really going to, in the long run, 
it is really going to help you show up as your best self. And I think too, it also depends on the season you're in in your life. When I was in my 20s and I was working for a firm and working all these hours, like going to the gym after work was like my savior. I used Mm. to go, I didn't work out in the morning back then. Like I got up, got ready for work, you know, worked all day and then looked so forward to going to the gym for two hours after work every night because I could, that's the season I was in. Once I had kids, that was no longer a possibility. So the seasons changed. So you have to look at like, where are you right now in your life? Are you in a season where you can roll into the gym (laughs) for two hours after work? I have not been there in many years, but I loved that season. I used to love going to the gym, but for now I have three kids. They're a little bit older now, but I have to get it done first thing in the morning. That might not work for everybody. So like Amy said, you have to just figure out uh, what works for you, but no matter what it is, that's going to work for you, do something like don't do nothing. So Life doesn't have to be so chaotic, so stressful. Look, life is life. It is going to be stressful and chaotic, but that the level of chaos and how you handle it is totally up to you. And we think that coming back after the holidays, you know, after a break and starting a new year can be overwhelming and stressful, but these are just the things that we do that we've developed over time that have been so helpful for us. So we wish everybody a very happy new year. Uh, we hope everybody enjoyed the holidays, enjoyed the break, and you're ready to come into 2022 with a new routine and an excitement for the uh, the uh, new year. And we look forward to bringing you plenty more episodes this year. We'll see you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast. If you have not already done so, be sure to leave us a rating and review so that we can reach even more businesswomen just like you. We will see you again next Monday for a brand new episode.